What's up, movie fans and Netflix bingers? This is the Bros Who Binge podcast. My name is Adam Schubert, and as always, I'm joined by Lyndon Burton. Lyndon, how are you doing this week? Doing well, man. Fresh haircut. Got the beard looking nice. I got a haircut under here, but I want to wear my hat because it just looked good with a beard. AirPods in, you know, just living life, feeling good. And uh, excited to... You know, 2023, exactly. Uh, we got a lot of content out on the network right now. We got uh, my interview with Dan Exclaims, who told me to tell you I he's am. excited for he's excited for Pitcher to come back, with, which uh, my plan for it is to come back this summer. And I want to start with a triple threat match. And I told him he could probably be in that. With me. I said, we have to talk because I don't want to have the championship. I think first match back, we got to do a championship match. First, first match back, like just bow. Here we go. This is the new champion for the season. All right. That's what I, but yeah, we got a video with Dan exclaims out on YouTube, the work shoot show. We got a bunch of anime content out. The bros who think podcast dropped on Monday. So a lot of good stuff for the network, as well as trying to uh, get us some big interviews. Cause I'm back on my interview game and you know, we're doing Louisiana comic-con. And there's a bunch of names that are going to be there. And I am signing up to talk to them. So let me tell you, Shuby, who I'm going to try to get for the Bros Binge podcast. I'm signing up to talk to Ron Perlman. I'm signing up to talk to Doug Jones. And I'm signing up to talk to, from Letterkenny, Dylan Sinclair, who is one of the hockey players. Evan Stern, who's one of the squibs. And Tyler Johnson, the lead squib. So I'm going to try to get those at, at least one of those for this podcast. There's some for the anime podcast and the wrestling pod, but I'm back on my interview grind. Just know, ladies and gents, bros who binge. Besides what I just told y'all, I'm in talks. I can't say anything, but there's a big interview I'm trying to get for this show. All right. That's pretty, that's all pretty cool. I had to, you know, those are two very different things. You got Hellboy and then you got Letter Kenny. Letter Kenny. Yeah, but both would be fucking fire. Also, we got a lot of good stuff. Your boy finished Kaleidoscope. I watched Last of Us, and I can talk about some White Lotus because my girlfriend started watching it. I'm just on a bunch of shit right now, baby. We watching TV again. Yeah, um, I've also done a bunch of watching uh, this weekend. My girlfriend and I watched Bros, the Billy Eichner. Was that good? That was good. That was really so funny. okay. So, so, so you really think he got screwed because America doesn't like gay people, and that's what he said. Well, obviously, well, the fact of the matter is, is nobody's going to go see rom com in theaters. Mm, but it's a good movie. Okay, so you you think it's because they chose the theater route instead of going streaming? You think if they would have went streaming, it would have got a better reception? Well, I think it's getting a fine reception. I, you know. Especially because more love, because like people peacock now. I mean, like now you now everyone's able to see it. Then yes, they are getting more, but like well, they're getting love now. But you know, he was upset. Yeah, but I mean, like there's going to be so many reasonable rom coms. I mean, we're talking about rom coms today. Your place or mine? That's going to be on Netflix. If your Mm -hmm. place or mine was out in theaters, no one would go to see it. Fair. Fair. No, so, but I mean, that's like, why I said what you're, maybe what you're saying he is, is that you're expecting. Well, I mean, what he's saying is, is that his big marketing push for people to go to the theaters was so that you could see a gay rom com. But like the fact of the matter is, is that no one wants to go to the theater to see a rom com. So well, like, your, and your only I think, drawing factor is like, you know, if so you what, want what, to. 
mean, what I heard was basically just what, what you're saying. But I, I basically people he people are saying on TikTok that what you said was one of the things. But also people said that gay people just didn't support Billy Eichner. But then another thing was that just America's homophobic as well, because like. I, but I'm I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say any of those. I'm not gonna say your reason. I think if Billy Eichner just would have pushed through through streaming, it would have been talked about uh, as much as he wa- would have wanted it to be. Probably because that that's I mean, why he's upset. On Netflix and yeah, yeah. I mean, I, mean, I just know that that's why the box office didn't work. And like, I will say, yeah, like, that's a streaming movie. That's not like theaters these days are for event films. Or and what what constitutes an event film is a big action movie, not a little action movie. No, no, it's got to be like a Marvel, a DC, or Top Gun level action movie. And if it's not well, that, then it has to be a big name director. Now, what I will say about it that makes it different than like anything that's been movies with gay people in it before is that it's it's, it's sex heavy. Like well, you know, it, also it's a full gay cast who, who who get weirded out by watching you know men kiss each other or like be in the same bed like that I could see why they would be weirded out by it but like you know I think it shows just as much as you know what your place or mine will probably show or anything like that yeah for sure it, it, I thought it was a really good movie it was hilarious I'm gonna watch it because there, I like few, I like Billy Eichner there are a few comedies that come out now that I actually like end up like having laugh out loud moments. And there were a few for that one. I mean, it's really funny. Like, it's good. well, you also got to like Billy Eichner's humor. I'm a big fan of that. True. So true. Yeah. But I really like that. And then the other thing about this is I'm officially done with Mindy Kaling after Velma. Done. Don't, don't want anything to do with Mindy Kaling mm. anymore. Done. Mm. So Man. my thing is Velma. They, they, there's a good show in there, but it just Man. it just didn't work, man. Like they an adult Scooby Doo should work, but what she tried to do was just make political commentary. Scooby-Doo. Like exactly, like she used that as a vehicle to just get out her complaints and bitch. And it was, it just, and she was on, she was on fucking Seth Myers and was like, Oh, people just couldn't accept a Brown Velma. No, you fucking mm-hmm. idiot. People don't like the content of the story you're telling. No one gives a fuck that Velma's black or sh- Shaggy's uh, uh, black. Although there's some racists out there, but majority of the comments that I've seen on the internet has nothing to do with the, the character's race. It has to do with your shitty storytelling. Right. And, you know, yeah, totally, so. totally um, predictable on the tropes that she's trying to hit. Totally predictable. But, like, the characterization of each of the characters just doesn't even play to, like, the representation of those characters. So it's just, like, it's almost just, like, the, the show that HBO Max put out a few years ago about, like, the royal family, where it's just, like, this is just, you know, bullshit like it has nothing yeah. to do with anything it's you know complete you know i don't know it's just, just it's so just, and like the thing is she just wasted glenn howerton just i think a glenn howerton fred would have worked if it, and you could have made him like a douchey dude who's insecure but you just told bad story you just told a bad story man and then also like 
people were upset. Black people, black people were upset that they were like, not only did Minnie Kalen make a shitty uh, fucking Scooby-Doo uh, show, she made the one character in Scooby a black woman. It's basically like <laughs> making her a shitty character. <laughs> right. Well, and I also think that, you know, the way that she portrayed Shaggy as like, you know, this simp, a cook. Yeah. She portrayed yeah. Shaggy as a cook, and she portrayed Fred as an insecure, uh, man, uh, self-loathing man, baby. And then she she showed Daphne. She she slut shamed Daphne. Like she did not show any character in a good light. And even like Indian people were like, "Gosh, you still you use the same dumb Indian tropes that we have been trying to fight against for Velma, and you think you would show her in a good light, like." Mindy Kaling, Mindy Kaling just lost it, bro. She she literally does not have it anymore. She she yeah. she in the office she was great, but she lost it. Yeah, I mean, like, I've heard bad things about the sex life of college girls as it continued, and, and like, there's just nothing that Mindy Kaling can do at this point that's gonna like get me, like, her name attached to anything is not gonna get me to watch anymore. It's it's no, it's uh, not, it's not, it's not good right now. It's, it's and and fucking. Of of course, that's the animation that Zaslov continues to push. His dumbass cutting other good animated shows like Smiling Friends, but you're giving fucking Velma shine. Like Smiling Friends was so fucking good. Oh, but I, you know what I'm excited about? Well, I'm gonna save it because it's my movie on the rise this week. All right. Um, gosh, there was something else. Oh, I did watch the t- the first bits of Bet's '90 show. Oh, was it good? I figured you would. It's a it's it's a good adaptation continuation of the story. I'm saying okay. in a tweet that I just did, like, there's not a lot of highs. Like, there's not a lot of moments where, like, oh yeah, this is great. This is like great TV, but like, you never watch it's not it. Bad. Be like, okay, well, this you never you're, when you're watching it, you're never like, oh, okay, well, this is like absolute shit, and like, it's ruining the memory of that '70s show. Now, okay, it does it pretty well, and all the people who get carried over. Are like you know, Red, Red and Kitty and, and uh, Fez who comes in a lot, um, Leo who comes in a few times. They're they're all as they were in the show. Eric okay, and Diana, real. They were in the show, so it, it's it's uh, acceptable. I could see where Netflix might end up pick, getting it back for maybe one more, but I mean, unless they do something completely out there which i don't imagine they would it's just going to be your normal run-in-the-mill netflix show it's now it's better than blockbuster right and blockbuster actually okay did. yeah but blockbuster like, blockbuster didn't didn't end up being uh what i what i thought it was gonna be no neither, yeah so i mean it's your solid run-of-the-mill netflix show so i could see it going for one more and then unless there's something else i oh, finished the circle it was a good season that's all I really say about it. People can go watch it. Um, and I've watched Pressure Cooker almost to the finale. Come on. <laughs> was it good? I didn't get a chance to watch it last night because I ended up playing FIFA. I bought FIFA 23 and I just got locked in last night. Oh, yeah. I've been there. I got FIFA 21 and a $5 bargain, man. It was great. Um, and yeah, so Pressure Cooker is good. It's a good cooking show. Okay. But What's it have, about? We'll talk about Oh, it's uh, like Big Brother in a sense where you, all people are in the house. Like sometimes they got to judge each other's cooking. They're the ones who vote each other off. Um, but like 
each week and each episode is the challenges are different. So there's no way that you can like really predict how things are going to go or who's going to be able to be eliminated. And like cooking does matter. Okay. It's pretty good. I think they're going to, I think that's going to be something that stays around for them. Well, shit, they should have kept final table. You know, nah, bro, you know how we feel about Netflix. Netflix doesn't understand what they fucking, the cooking genre, because they have had two shows that they have not brought back in like final table around the world was the best fucking cooking competition show I've seen in years. It was, it was better than be Bobby Flay. It was better than fucking chopped. It was better than fucking, it, it was, I'm not gonna say it was better than Iron Chef, but it was better than the new version of Iron Chef that they have. It, but it was on par with classic Iron Chef. That final table was so fucking good. Yeah, it was good. It was a really good show. That was a great so, show. And they're throwing yeah. a lot of cooking shows up on the wall and seeing what sticks. I think this might be one that sticks. Okay, real. Um, but yeah, so let's go ahead and, and get into the stories because I wanted to try and run through some of them and I want to try and get done in an hour. Uh, so James Gunn uh, has put out a tweet or whatever that he's reading, you know, uh, what's it called? All-Star Superman. Um, there was the, the rumors that Jacob Lordy was going to be cast as Superman, which honestly is not a terrible fan cast, but he comes out on Twitter and says that, no, I'm going to be, the, casting happens after the script and I'm not done with the script. So, that's going on with that. Matt Reeves confirmed in an interview that he has an upcoming meeting with James Gunn and Peter Safran. I assume it's probably already happened, but they're going to talk about the Batverse and the DCverse and how those two are going to coincide, which was something that we already knew was going to happen. Yep. Um, Nothing crazy. Like, look, Matt crazy. Reeves, the best so part of everything that came out was the fact that Matt Reeves said that the Penguin show is going to be his Scarface, which fuck yes, baby. That's ill. Like, I'm I'm okay if James Gunn's universe is separate from the Batman. Like, we're going to get amazing content from the Batman universe. And I'm telling you, as long as Matt Reason and Robert do their thing right, they're going to make it comic book S. Superman does exist there. We're not going to see their Superman. But what's going to happen is they're going to do a crisis event. James Gunn loves, loves, loves the, the the people who wrote Crisis. Th- like, that's the same people that he got his inspiration for fucking uh, the Suicide Squad. Like, he loves uh, Perez, Wolfman. He loves those guys. He loves, uh, I think Perez and Wolfman made, made Crisis on Infinite Earth, um, if I'm not mistaken. But he loves that era of, of comics. Like, that's his that's his stuff. We're going to see that Batman on a crisis event. Now, we're not going to get it before then. Yeah, it was uh Wolfman and, and Perez. Wolfman and Perez are his idols. So we're going to instead of getting Deathstroke, I mean, not Deathstroke, instead of getting Darkseid, because he uh, he's not going to give us Darkseid, at least now, because he knows it's too similar to Thanos. We're going to get Crisis on Infinite Earths with the Anti-Monitor and it's going to shit on like Marvel's multiverse with Kang because they based that shit off of Crisis on Infinite Earths. That was the first one, and it and that's where we're gonna see uh Reeves' Batman combined with James Gunn, huh? Like after you know, it's gonna be probably right after Marvel does Kang Dynasty and all that. Nah, because let me tell you why. Because Kang is a is a human, a singularity thing. The Anti Monitor is like. 
is Galactus almost. Like he eats worlds, he eats universes. Like there's, and then there's heart to it because let me tell you why they could bring back Keaton. They can bring back, you can show Bale, you can show every DC hero and show them like disintegrating, dying. And it's like this new one has to save the the uh, the multiverse and the infinite earth. I think I think it'll work. I think I think it'll so, I yeah, think it will work. Yeah, because you like you're you're getting to include the Spider-Man three effect too. Mm-hmm. And you get to yeah, you can even right. show Flash from Arrow. You, you can show, show Stephen Mill. Yeah, you show them all and like just have them dying, and then the James Gunn, uh, the James Gunn Justice League saves the day, and or and you can have the James Gunn's Justice League with. The Batman from Matt Reeves' universe. Either way, it will work. So I'm excited for that. But the Matt Reeves verse is what I'm the most excited for until we learn more about James Gunn stuff. Because Penguin Scarface TV show, you know Robert Pattinson Batman is gonna be in that, bro. There's no yeah, way he's not. hundred <laughs> percent. Like at this point, it's unbelievable for him not to be in it. Because like if Penguin's out here doing Scarface shit, then like Batman's gotta <laughs> like be like, okay, so what's going on? And Jim Gordon gotta be in it, and you know yeah. our man Jeffrey Wright will do it because he's on. Oh, he he's on all kind of HBO shows. So I'm fucking hyped for that, and I, I, I am excited that James Gunn is basing his Superman story off of All Star Superman. That is the best Superman story. So it won't be an origin tale, but I guarantee you we'll see flashbacks to his origin. I can see where you can like save Gordon and uh, Batman. For like you know finale situation, finale. yeah. Um, because like Gordon at least doesn't have to be on the case right away because it's like this is a transition transition for him to like be going up for commissioner and all that mm-hmm. after Loeb's that death. And Batman, so, you could say Batman's tr- off uh, in like across. You could say Bruce Wayne's off somewhere because he's he's becoming Bruce Wayne. Like he's doing something in India or somewhere for his business, and then in the finale he comes back. Boom, Pattinson one episode. And then that adds characterization for when we get the Batman movie to say, whoa, he's been doing business. He's Bruce Wayne. And then we can see his rise. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like I'm trying to think of like a good, you know, transition kind of like in in the case of the Mandalorian, you know? Mm, Yeah, you're right. Showing the Mandalorian and Boca Boba gave us, gives us some content text of like yep. where he's been and what has been going on with him in the lead up to now his event his yep. season three and so what's been really great about this trailer is like in the past two seasons in you know, the trailers you can see sand planet you can see ice planet you know the usual spots for star wars but now we're seeing a but lot more vibrant places we're gonna that get trailer was the trailer before, which has never been wasn't that the trailer that was leaked like it looked the exact same as the thing that me and you watched on tiktok it's different. We didn't have Bo-Katan as, as heavily. Uh, okay, because I was about but, to say uh, I, it, it was the exact same. But I'm excited. And, and the one that we, well, the one that we saw earlier too, didn't have the Order sixty six Jedi scene either. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. It did not. Yo, season three going to Mandalore. This shit looks great, and it's like it looks like we're finally seeing Star Wars cities. We're getting out of desert. We're getting out of forests. We're getting out of all these fucking just nature-driven planets, we're finally going to see a, a fucking city epicenter, which I, which me personally, all my favorite Star Wars stuff happens in fucking either Coruscant or the place where Anakin and Obi-Wan fought that assassin. Like, to me, all the coolest stuff are in cities. Yeah. 
I, I would agree. I think we want to get out of that too because we know Ahsoka is definitely going to be a lot of slumming it in the Desert. outskirts kind of deal. <laughs> yeah. So, Huts. you know, to me, good. <laughs> and, you know, for Andor, we were pretty much in city the whole time. Except That's for, like, why Andor felt good too because it was in a city. So it's going to be a really good season, probably the best season. Uh, we're actually yeah, going to get... Yeah, definitely. You know, Might be the best season of all Star Wars TV. Shadows. He's He's seasoned, he's trained in a sense. So he's yep. got a little bit more control. So he's not as much of a liability. You think he's going to get a lightsaber? He's going to get a little... I think like the possibility of the flashback, I've heard someone say that maybe Din and Grogu, we've seen some city in that trailer. Maybe they go to Coruscant and go to the old Imperial headquarters, which is the old Jedi Temple. Mm. And, and he finds Yoda's lightsaber? Find something. Mm. Yeah, like maybe he has it did fall. compartment. Well, I'm or, thinking you know, he maybe he had his own secret. Yeah, I know what you're saying, but I'm saying like maybe yeah. Grogu has his own place that it oh. never was found because it would have been so small. Yeah, probably that'd be hard. Something, so. That'd be hard. Well, you, we know at the end of it, when Grogu gets bigger, he's inheriting the dark saber. Like, duh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, main of season three, he's got a lot positive stuff i think it's gonna be better than andor i'm excited like andor's gonna be a better probably a better made tv show but i think i'm gonna like the story of mandalorian season three more than andor i think andor is gonna be the better show better made show but i don't know about better story i'm saying way more fun yeah sure through, through watching now, Bad Batch season two, I'm being reminded that what's good about Filoni Star Wars is Filoni Star Wars is fun. Yeah, and it's and it's it's Star Wars, like it's actual Star Wars. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, like you know, what's what's so great about Andor is that we're actually getting like a real cinematic story within the Star Wars world, and that's why it's going to get all the awards and all that. But like at the end of the day, Star Wars is fun, and Mando is fun, so that's going to be nice to get him back on the screen. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, but I, but, but like I said, I have been watching Bad Batch, and for anyone who's a Star Wars fan and hasn't been into Bad Batch, you should watch it. Um, the season's pretty awesome. Third episode was probably one of the best animated Star Wars that we've gotten in a long time. Um, mainly because okay. of of history of watching all the stuff because it has to do with like Commander Cody from Episode Three, and it goes really heavy into how clones post Order 66 are coming to grips with what they've done and their reality of the situation and um, and seeing the Empire do bad things is not really resonating with them. Yeah. They're like, they're like, oh, what we're doing is bad. <laughs> and so like they're coming to grips with that, which is interesting. Look, there's sh- shout to our guy Fire. I know he listens to this pod. He's in the Discord. He's watching Bad Batch right now, and he he's enjoying it. Yeah, the, the most recent episode could be a considered a filler episode, but it was really fun. It's about like it was about like racing. Okay, and aren't they showing cool. different members of the Bad Batch this time instead of just focusing on the leader? He said they did a good yeah, job of showing like other ones. In this, in this yeah, one. is his name like um, Trace or something? Hunter. Yeah. Okay. Hunter. That. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, let's go to the other trailers. We got a lot of Apple, but let's talk about Netflix's 2023 look ahead. There's a lot of really cool stuff coming Netflix this year. Now, look, hit. That's the, the one that I know 
I know will hit. I like the gray man. We weren't sure because it's fucking the Russo brothers. We thought maybe it could. But the one that I, I will say right now, 100% will hit. 100% will be a banger. 100% will be Netflix's best movie of the year. It will be Netflix's, this will be this year's Glass Onion. How Glass Onion was a solidified hit for Netflix. This will be Oscar nominated. The Killer by one David Fincher. Mm, With Michael Fassbender? Bro, do you know what that is, Schubert? The killer with Michael Fassbender, the Fincher. Yeah, movie? do you know what? Do you know what the killer's about? I don't think we probably talked about it. I don't remember though. Bro, watch. Hold on, I'm gonna tell you real quick. The killer is a French comic book, and it's based upon. Hold on, let me. I'm gonna give you the plot. Give me a second. All right. Well, while you're saying the killer, you know, we had a lot of different movies listed here. Oh. Um, then it should be pretty cool. We've talked about they clone Tyrone. It's got Jamie Foxx and John Boyega. That'll be a fun one in the summer. Um, oh, I got it. Here stuff. we go. The, go. the Killer is a series about an unnamed assassin who contemplates his life, his work and his life in general while carrying out his work. The entire series is set to one book and it goes through like his complete life of being an assassin and how he uh, works for these shitty people, but he has no choice. Bro. This shit with Fassbender and David Fincher? We've been wanting Fincher to do action since seven. It's time. It's here. It's going to be gritty. It's going to be noir. And Michael Fassbender needs this. Yeah. uh, Michael Fassbender does need something to go well for him in this decade. Mm -hmm. This is going to be the best movie of the year from Netflix. But they clone Tyrone. Hype for that, too. Nicole and Tyrone, and we're going to start with you people like next week with uh, Eddie yeah. Murphy and Jonah Hill we talked about last week. Hopefully it's good. Mine, which I guess we could talk about that trailer as it's go- as going. It's just Ashton Kutcher, Reese Witherspoon, rom-com. Yeah, I don't really care. <laughs> yeah, it, it, you know, it's probably going to get a lot of views coming in February around Valentine's. The so, Grey's Anatomy guy's in it too. Jesse Williams or whatever. Right. So, yeah, yeah. So, and it's from Valentine's, you're right. I'm going to end up watching with my girlfriend, probably shitty. But ex- exactly. So it's probably going to be one that we end up seeing. Uh, Luther with Idris Elba is going to be a hype. That's pretty hype. Hype. Did you ever watch Luther, the TV show? Oh, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. No, we're going to review this movie. Luther's incredible, man. One of the best cop TV shows of the 2010s. I'm wondering how it's going to be for people who didn't watch the whole series. I didn't watch the whole series. I've seen it. I don't think I don't I think you have good. to watch the whole series to know. You know, I, I think it's just going to be a, a a separate case, like a one that like is really like really case. big. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you got Murder Mystery Two, the sequel with Adam Sandler and Joe oh, Boo. <laughs> so uh, then Mother, which I don't remember what Mother is. Oh, Mother is the the jennifer lopez trying to be an action hero um Boo. extraction 2 we're not going to watch uh, no we're gonna review stand. we're gonna review that shitty shit we're gonna review that trash oh did you see he was like i'm back i i'm ready to go shut up chris <laughs> fucking yeah, extraction I'm, I'm, 2 i'm not watching it oh i got to uh, i got a shit on it <laughs> lift uh with kevin hart and, oh yeah, where and, uh, it looks Billy serious. Ray Wilson, 
It looks like it, I think it reminds me of Plyscope, honestly. It's kind of like the same, yeah. the same build up. With Kevin and it, it looked it. it looked like Kevin Hart was taking this serious and trying to not be oh, yeah. uber comedic. Yeah, I think that's probably the what he's trying to do. Um, yeah, it's basically a heist heist on a plane. That's what Lyft is. Uh, mm-hmm. A damsel with uh, Millie Bobby Brown actually looks pretty interesting. It looked uh, pretty I, interesting. That's, it that's did. The, that's the one where I'm like. Oh, this looks interesting, but it's probably going to really be really bad. Yeah, um, or for kids. Yeah, that's a good point. We'll have to see a full trailer for that. Pain Hustlers, I think that's the, is that the other Adam Sandler one? Mm-hmm. Pain, no, Pain Hustlers is Chris Evans and Emily Blunt. That looks like it's going to be pretty good, actually. Um, the Killer we've talked about, A Family Affair, I think it's got Zac Efron and Nicole Kidman. That actually looks pretty funny, and it's got Joey King in it. Uh, that was okay. pretty pretty funny, um, like a big dr- family drama. Uh, Rebel Moon, the Zack Snyder movie. He's probably gonna be. Terrible. I'm gonna watch it. it look, they're uh, using guns. I, like it looks sci-fi. It, look, if they're if it's like a gun shooting thing, that's like Star Wars. I'm in it. I'm gonna watch. The guns look um, cool we, too. We have a ghost with David Harbour and Anthony Mackie. Looked interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I looked interesting. I didn't say it looked good. You know, you're right. It did look interesting. Look, that's going to be one of those that's probably going to be a, a a bummer. We're going to have the Chicken Run movie. Um, we're going to have that Bradley Cooper Oscar movie. Yeah, my, my and then Gal Gadot's Heart of the Heart of the City or Heart of the Sun or whatever that fucking right. thing is. Right. So yeah, that, that's Netflix 2023, and we talked about your place or mine. So. Let's move into talking about these Apple TV shows. Or no, let's, let's, first we'll talk about Accused. Accused coming on Fox. It's one of my movies on the rise because it's going to be out on Friday of this week. Okay. Um, and every episode is going to be a new case, a new story, and in this courtroom drama. Ooh, yeah, no, it looks good. Like, um, with each being different, we got Michael Jamal Warner, who's the oldest son from the Cosby show. He's in there. Michael Chiklis is in there. Um, there's a bunch of good actors in that in that show. Right. I'm pulling up real quick just to say a few more because there really is. Um, yeah, it's stacked. Rachel Benson, like, Abigail Breslin. Abigail Wendell Breslin, right. From the Wire. Yep, my guy Wendell and New Orleans' own. Um, Whitney Cummings, the comedian. Yeah, Whitney Cummings is in there. A lot of faces that you'll remember. People are trying to put Whitney Cummings on the like she's she's starting to get a little bit more a little more burn. She's trying. She's trying. Yeah, she is trying for sure. Now, will it will it hit? We shall see. But she is getting a lot more roles in this upcoming year, so we shall see if it if it happens for. So I'm excited for Accused. It's going to be running around the same time as Poker Face. I think Poker Face comes out next week. So um, I feel like those two shows are going to carry us for a few weeks, depending on yeah, how they definitely. release Poker Face. If it's going to be all released at once on Peacock or week to week, probably week to week. No, so but you, even you, but but you're right. No, that's going to definitely carry us. Did you know? Because I'm just looking at this right now on Netflix, picking my movie on the rise. Did you know that uh, Netflix is really about to become the sports documentary hub? They're doing a Bill Remember Russell doc. No, yeah. they're doing a. It's coming yeah, out so. at the start of Black History Month, February eighth. That's gonna be crazy. Apparently, we're gonna yeah, learn yeah. about 
the stuff in Boston, because did you, you, I know you know this about how Boston fans broke into his house when he's at a away game and shit on his bed. Like, we're going to learn about how racist of a city Boston is. It's good. That documentary is going to be insane. And I think we need it because as basketball fans, we're always like he played plumbers. We're going to find out about those 11 rings. Yeah. And so I think that's definitely interesting. And I mean, we've talked about a lot of great sports documentaries that come out from Netflix. They do a really Netflix good job. Netflix is taking over. Yeah. I mean, I think ESPN really does corner the market in terms of like your bigger. <laughs> But what was the last stuff? good like, ESPN you know, sports dog? Obviously, Jeter in summer. Oh, yeah. But see, I didn't watch that one, but you, I know you did, yeah. Not, but before that, was, that, it was last that was dance. dance for baseball. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. But I'm just saying, Netflix has been consistent because you know we fucked with uh, Untold. That was great. Right, exactly, yeah. Untold is it, great. It, but I will say yeah. Amazon... Coach Prime, that that shit is good. I'm watching Coach Prime right now. Prime's fire. I'm like, I'm hoping that season two is in Colorado. We got to get Colorado Coach Prime. Play my theme music. (laughs) You think, think, real shit, side side note, do you think Colorado's going to let him do all that shit that we saw in the Coach Prime doc? Like how wild he got? You think they all the music playing in the state, like you think they're going to let him do all of that? I hope so. Yes. <laughs> but they don't care. They don't have a, I've been there before. I've been to a game in Colorado. They do not have any tradition besides the running of the of Ralph. So there's no culture. They will do real. There's no culture. No one goes to the games. Like So he about to turn up. <laughs> I, I bought I bought a ten dollar ticket to go see them play. Like no one was there. They they usually play at eleven o'clock. Now they're gonna get prime time games. The first five games are dope. I've bought all my stock in Colorado. Like if they, you know, if they don't pull off like a big upset in year one, I would be surprised. Like, I don't know who's going to be. And, you know, but I mean, like when it comes to new Nebraska with Matt Rule and new Colorado with Deion Sanders, I think it, it could go either way. Deion Sanders. I, yeah. I'm, okay. Real. We'll talk about, I'm going I'm to bring you on my radio show to talk about that. Cause that's, that, that, that's not for here, yeah. but I just had to ask, if you think they're going to let him do that shit we saw on Coach Prime, because that's just, he yeah, having fun. The question is, is like, are they really going to be like, okay, bro, you're just going to let your son play quarterback? Like, is he, that's, we're going to find out if Shadur Sanders is real. That's what we're about to find Yeah, we out, will. Yeah, we will. So, so what else anyway, do we got next? Let's, uh, let's do the Apple TV stuff. Truth be told, podcasters, Solving mysteries. I think solving mysteries, bro. <laughs> like, solving a mystery, really. Do you think these crime podcasts really are people that solving crimes out here? Some of them no. do. Oh, okay. I thought some of them did. I've, I've never heard of one that has. I've heard of many people trying, attempting to trying. Yeah. But okay. Like, well, yeah. Maybe not. That's what I meant. They 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 attempt to, but like this shit is just it's dangerous. Podcast. Yeah. Like. Y'all aren't trained. Y'all don't know what the fuck y'all are doing. Y'all just sit down and talk like me and Schubert. Y'all do research on shit and y'all talk. Like, imagine me and you going out trying to solve crimes from fucking podcasting. What? People, you know, real life people die. <laughs> yeah, that's a Truth fact. That, that is um, a fact. But it, it looks good, though. I'll watch it. It looks good. It does a good job of, like, talking about how, like, in a situation between a white a white teenager and a black teenager getting taken mm-hmm. how, like sometimes the it's treated differently it's treated differently so i think that's gonna yeah be i mean shit we saw it this past summer part of it 
we saw it this past summer in real life with the uh, girl right. who got taken uh, in Arizona and literally two weeks later, it was a black girl and no one talked about it. <laughs> and people were pissed. Exactly. That's probably what it's based off of, honestly. Probably so, because that literally just yeah. happened. Yeah. Um, so that's that's coming out. That's going to be good. It's coming out with Octavia Spencer. Leave in the next couple of weeks. Gabrielle Union. Yeah. Gabrielle Union. Um, also, in the next few weeks, we'll have Sharper with uh, Which Sebastian looks good. Stan. Um, dude from Pokemon. Can't remember his name right now. Oh, Justice uh, Justice Smith. Justice Smith. Um, John Lithgow. Yeah. And Julianne Moore. Julianne Moore. Like a, yep. It's going to be a good movie. Apple TV is mm-hmm. kind of slapping right now. It is. I'll watch that. It, it basically, this, this the the mom and the son are trying to scam the dad out of his billions. Pretty much. And mm-hmm. like, but the dad and also she, is like a con man. He, well, the dad wants to give it to the black kid. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. But like Julianne Moore and Special saying like, we're getting that money. Yeah, we're trying to get that so money. So then it. Mm-hmm. So we're going to see. That shit looks good, though. Um, And then Sharper. Yeah. I mean, not Sharper. Yeah, shrinking. Jason Siegel, what a bad therapist. <laughs> this is uh you know, people who put this is Apple TV saying like, hey, producers who produce Ted Lasso, we trust you to do whatever. So like hey, well, you know, look, I didn't be... know I didn't know that guy made scrubs. So like I'm into it. Like he has scrubs and Ted Lasso. That dude has hits. Yeah, I mean he's just a producer. So I mean like he's not necessarily like a big creative in it, but uh, he understands how to. I thought he was something. the creator of it. I don't know. Bill Lawrence. Let me see. I'm gonna look it up. That for a fact. But I'm gonna look it up. I got you. From what I've learned from the offer is that you know the producer puts it together, but like at the end of the day, is the writers and the directors. Yeah, Puzo and Coppola made The Godfather, not Al Reddy. No, for sure. Writing. Let's see. Okay, so yeah, okay, so Bill Lawrence is the producer, but he is the lead writer and uh, showrunner of Ted Lasso and Scrubs. So yeah, this is his too. So but, he, be but he also made the, the shitty Rush thing. Hour show. Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> but I mean, you know, you got Star Power here, you got Harrison Ford, you got Jason Segel. Um, Harrison Ford's characters. not doing a TV show if it's not good. Like, what? Right. So I think it's going to be interesting. I think it's going to be one of those like warms your heart, Ted Lasso kind of deals. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Where, like, With like some scrubs humor. Some, he's going to be helping people. And like he also humor. might be a breakout role for uh, black actress Jessica Williams and young actor mm-hmm. Michael Yuri. We'll see. We shall see. But um, that's that. Also, he has the the uh, janitor from Scrubs in the show. <laughs> Not really. Mm-hmm. I don't think I remember that. Remember that the trailer. Oh, um, I'm just looking at the IMDb the last, of all the actors. Uh, the last trailer we got is Scream Six, which I put wow. on Twitter when they came out. I was like the meme of Al Pacino and Godfather being like, "Just when I thought I was out, you pulled me back in." And boy, did they pull me in! I, like I said, showing uh, Ghostface with the shoddy. Like, nah, that looked so good. Like the last scream was was not that great, but they had to kill off the people. And now, now that they're they're free in New York, like you said, this was the best thing to happen to Scream was putting it in a big city like New York. Three things that are going to make this Scream great: you're going to kill off Courtney Cox, it seems. Which is gonna Time really to do it. free you up. 
really free mm-hmm. you up for like the future of Scream. Do Dewey too. Might as well kill his ass off Dewey, as well. I thought he already died. I think he just died in the last one. I don't remember. No, he's in this movie. Nah, we'll kill him too. And um, <laughs> and then you have Jenna Ortega. And then you're mm-hmm. Jenna Ortega. And she's a and star. Like, and killing off your mains. So, bam. And the other girl in the trailer, the other Latino girl in the trailer, she might not be Latino, she might be Italian, whatever, that she just looks racially ambiguous, who kind of looks like an older version of Jenna Ortega. She looks like she's going to be like a lead in it too, and she looks great. Right. So I'm like, she she captured my attention instantly. Melissa Barrera, that's her name. Oh, and the Margot Robbie lookalike, Samara Weaving, is going to be in it as well. <laughs> did you see right. did you see the fucking thing they said that Samar weaving was was uh charm charmeleon they said that margot robbie was charizard and then the other one the uh um, yeah. hacky emma or Mackie. emma mackey yeah they said she's charmander <laughs> that makes sense <laughs> they all look alike bro it's fucking creepy <laughs> it is it is pretty creepy but yeah that's that's my Hot take for right now, Samara Weaving is Ghostface. Okay, I like it. That's a good that's a good one. Yeah. Either her or Hay- Hayden Panettiere, because Hayden Panettiere is the oh, only other is coming back, and that's and that makes yeah. me want to scream for her, honestly. She she's she's probably gonna be Ghostface. I'd be into it. I'd be into it. Um so yeah, let's get back into the stories. I'm gonna try and burn through some of them. So Go ahead. Perfect Dave is back. Season three. Uh it's gonna have guests stars including Demi Lovato, Don Cheadle, Killer Mike, Machine Gun Kelly, Megan Fox, Rick Ross, Travis Parker, Usher, and more. The third season is going to premiere April 5th on FX and Hulu next day. And in this season, Dave headlines his first ever tour, Looking for Love Along the Way. Looks like the whole whole group's going to be there. Looks like Taco is still going to be on the show. Yeah, he Uh, was talking to Jimmy Kimmel about it. Right. And it's good because, as as Dave said at the end of the last season, he has to make a new album in real life for him to know what the second album thing is like. That's why this season is just about his tour, which I think is very smart because he had a big tour and he has experience with that. So it's going to be about the tour after this first big album. The thing that's going to be interesting to me is, will he drop an album before season four? Now, I think that's, I think that's going to be a lead up to it. Because he said this one is going to have a lot of rap. Okay, real, yeah. He's dropping. See, yeah, he's dropping album before season four for sure. Yeah, and I think we might get like a verse of a real rap that he's going to have on a real album in this season. I could believe it. I could believe it. Um, so Nickelodeon started production on Zoe One Hundred One sequel. Zoe One Team Britney. <laughs> Team Britney. But every time I see Jamie Lynn on Special Forces, I'm like, fuck you. I know, right? So Jamie Lynn will be back to reply for reprise her role. Oh, and and she, you know, talked about oh my sister was like such a star, you know, on Special Forces or whatever. And it's like yeah, man, she was being like, a bitch. I was like, oh, like, shut up. I was like, you controlled her conservatorship, like you fucking cunt. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, so my language, ladies. Listen, <laughs> uh, Aaron Sanders as Quinn will be back. Sean Flynn as Chase will be back. Matthew Underwood as Logan will be back. Christopher Massey as Michael Barnett, um, and Abby Wilde as Stacy Bilson. Oh, and Jack Salvatore as Mark Duffy. So pretty much everyone who 
is not. They're not the bringing back the little brother. You want me to tell you this, the T? Because the little brother yeah, was well, talking I know shit. Yeah, he was talking shit on him on TikTok. Yeah, so he's not back. No, he, they weird. can't bring him like back. A wedding. And I don't know if it's Zoe's wedding, but so the way that this movie's going to be is going to be now. Pacific Coast Academy alumni are going to reunite for a wedding. So I, I hope they make fun of Zoe. They should make fun of Zoe. They should be like, ooh, you look bad, girl. Because she is like, Jamie Lynn does not look how she looked when Zoe came. Like, they, I would make a joke. If I was one of the like the side dudes, I would make a joke like, damn, she lost it. Chase, I hope you don't marry her. <laughs> it's going to be bad. It's going to be real bad. Mm-hmm. Um, so next up, we got Ant- the director Antoine Fuqua is going to helm the upcoming biopic Michael based on the life Whoa. of Jackson from Lionsgate. Um, He's going there. Antoine Fuqua said it's time. It's my time. I made Training Day. I made Equalizer. I'm known as one of the best action directors. I'm putting my name like because like Antoine Fuqua, we don't consider him with like the Nolans, the Finchers. We don't put him in that like with, with Spike Lee. What it was and then everything else has been like just exactly. Right. But like if Michael lands Yo, he, so he he moves up. So this Michael Jackson movie is going to be produced by Graham King, who produced The Departed, The Aviator, Hugo. Whoa! Some Scorsese's. Some this is big, man. This is um, huge. And then it's going to be written by Skyfall writer John Logan. Okay. So, nice. Okay, that's Skyfall, Skyfall is one of the best. Greatest bonds yeah. ever. It's, it's and, the best uh, bond of Craig's career. And the producer for some pretty big movie, so Antoine Fuqua is set up for some success. Who's gonna be Michael? You you gotta have Black Michael and you gotta have White Michael. That's the question. That's gonna so be film, jarring. The film is going to explore all aspects of Michael's life, including his most iconic performances that led him to becoming greatest entertainer of all time. Uh, the writer John Logan also has gotten three Oscar nominations for writing for Gladiator, The Aviator, and Kingdom. This is huge. And I'm glad they got a black director to understand, like, because Michael, like, this is what I'm about to say is is not supposed to be taken in any type of way. But white people and black people view Michael two different ways. Like white people view Michael as like, oh, this is this king of pop guy. But to black people, Michael was a god. Like it is like what Michael Jackson means to black culture is very, very huge. And like the black version, like I feel like if a white director made it, he would focus more on white Michael. Whereas Black Michael means a fucking lot. Like in the in the the reason why he did what he did, like and had all those surgeries that goes into colorism, that goes into mm-hmm. like black people with their how we view ourselves. Like this movie has potential to be huge if Antoine Fuqua does it right. He has to do it right though. Yeah, I agree. I mean it's gonna be a, a big And he can't pull punches. He can't pull, he has to tell the truth the whole way through, no matter if it upsets the Jacksons, no matter who it upsets. Yeah, that's what I'd be interested in seeing down the line is like, if the Jacksons are involved in any capacity, I feel like they might pull some. Yeah, no, for sure. It ha- It can't be. It has to be based on like, but the thing is also, how do you handle the Neverland shit? That shit's going to be oof. I, I don't know if he would show it because we, there's nothing that's 100% tangible. There's no evidence. Tangible. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, but I think you show the issues around it. That's like 
him dealing with the stories of things like this coming out. Yeah, and you can show Macaulay Culkin talk him and Macaulay Culkin right. talking because 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 Culkin took up for him on Larry King. Like you can show that type of shit for sure. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Man, this movie has um, the potential to be huge, bro. This yeah, is crazy. So Emma Stone has been cast in as the star of the next Edgar Wright movie called Ooh. Chain, an adaptation of Adrian McKinty's uh, award-winning thriller novel. Um, Stone, who will play a mother whose twelve-year-old child is kidnapped, forcing her to kidnap another child, have hers released, and continue the chain. In McKinty's novel, the leading mother is Rachel, a divorcee with cancer, who receives a call to, to tell her that her daughter Kylie has been kidnapped. To rescue her child, she must kidnap another. However, Kylie will only be released once the parents of that child kidnap another one, thus continuing the chain. Damn. This is going to be good. Edgar Wright doing a thriller? Man, we know Edgar Wright can make movies. Emma Stone doing a thriller. This is huge for the both of them. Yeah, I really think this one's going to be a a good one. Excited to see more about that when it comes along. The last Edgar Wright movie was a bomb. Was was not not a bomb. For Jake uh, Johnson's mm-hmm. new film called Self Reliance. And Self Reliance, Johnson is the writer and the director and also starring. He plays Tommy, who gets invited to play a game where he can win a million dollars if he can avoid the hunters that are out to kill him. Fortunately, Tommy finds a loophole in the game. The hunters can only attack when he's alone. So he will need to team up with others to avoid death and win the game. However, his friends and family don't believe the game is real. Sounds mm-hmm. like the game. Uh-huh. Yeah. The film Sounds like, yeah. Stars Stars Anna Kendrick and Andy Samberg. Really sounds like Jake Johnson was stoned one night and watched Fincher's The Game and was like, let me make the comedy version of the game. I'll watch it. Yeah, I'll watch it too. <laughs> um, quick story here is there's going to be a rom-com with Sydney Sweeney and Glenn Powell. Interesting. <laughs> They're two. The age gap. I saw that. I was just like, bro, that age gap is huge with them too. Right. It's a big one. Glenn Powell's almost 40. <laughs> yeah so uh interesting one but we'll, that's that's coming uh amc Jesus. announced that the walking dead spinoff for rick and boo boo <laughs> ended uh, netflix and kinetic content are going to make a new dating show that comes out on february 14th called perfect match it's going to unite some of the streaming services most famous singles as they look for love in tropical paradise that could be interesting circle it could be from love is blind it could be from too hot to handle be from too hot to handle the circle in other countries so damn we're gonna it's gonna be a, a big cast for that reality show i encourage you as listeners to go check out that cast it's gonna be pretty fire hey I, w- I definitely will uh jack cutmore scott has been cast in a fraser fraser sequel series at paramount plus what? i never really was a big fraser i'm director. a big fraser guy yeah i love fraser but, so this show is going to be taking over for the original, but it's going to, Jack Cutmore Scott's going to play Freddie Crane, Frazier's son. What? That's dope. Okay. Is he going to be a there? Is he going to be a radio host? It says Freddie rejected following in his father's footsteps, dropping out of college to become a fireman. And he's never looked back until now. When recent troubles have left him with no one to turn to in his life, if they can overcome past differences, Freddie and Frazier might finally have a chance to repair old wounds. So he's a fireman. Okay, so they made him where Frazier was a very white collar show. They're making this. Uh, okay, they're making it Fra- uh, Frazier's son's blue collar 
and it's dealing with his white collar father. Okay, I, I can get down with it. I, the, the reason why I watched Frazier because he was a radio host, and I thought that was really dope. But whatever. <laughs> yeah. um, so Morgan Freeman is joining the cast of Taylor Sheraton's upcoming drama series Lioness at Paramount. Nice. Plus, Lioness is based on a real life CIA program. Per the official series description, it follows Cruz Manelos, a rough around the edges but passionate young marine recruited to join the cia's lioness engagement team to bring down the terrorist organization from within the cast also includes zoe saldana who i believe will play the titular character lioness yeah taylor Sheridan, man the best action person out right now he makes the best action stuff he really does right and you know he's just continuing his paramount plus dominance so yep. let him do whatever it literally started with Hell or High Water and that dude has not put out like tri- like yeah he might have a show that doesn't like hit as hard as some of the others but like for the most part he puts out bangers like Mara Kingstown, Tulsa King, uh, Yellowstone all the Yellowstone spinoffs and now this Taylor Sheridan's killing it and he- Hell or High Water is an amazing movie yeah he's a name that you can trust at this point Facts uh, <laughs> bro, you've been shooting Mindy Kaling the whole time. And he made Wind River. Wind River's I'm, great. I'm that mad. About, you know, <laughs> uh, Chad Stilhensky <laughs> from the John Wick franchise has been tapped to direct the Tom Clancy adaptation Rainbow Six for Paramount. And Fuck yes. Although the details are under wrap, Michael B. Jordan is going to star. Fuck yes. They're continuing it. Yes. Thank God. Thank the stars. They are continuing. So I wonder if this is going to be in ties with Amazon. I'm watching. I literally started watching Jack Ryan season three last night. Like, yeah, well, not last night because I play FIFA during the day. I hope that they tie in fucking Jack Ryan into this Rainbow Six shit. Please, now, for the love of God. I believe it's possible because there's many people who end up watching Paramount Plus through Amazon. Amazon, me. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> so I feel like it's possible that that could happen. I hope, bro. Oh, this is the this is some of the best news on the show. <laughs> um, we'll skip that story. It doesn't really pertain to anything. It's just a rumor. <laughs> Yo, Channing Tatum. <laughs> um, Anthony. Hawkins has boarded Roland Emmerich's Gladiator series called Those About to Die, where the Oscar winner will play Emperor Vespasian in a peacock drama. So um, it's going to be okay. written by the Oscar nominated Saving Private Ryan writer. So could be cool. He's going to play Vespasian, okay. a Roman emperor and a rural upstart who up- claimed the throne after a victory in a bloody 10 year civil war. So sounds pretty okay, interesting. Anthony yeah. Hopkins doing TV. Okay, need to check. Just need to see a trailer for that. Um, NBC has given a pilot order to murder by the book. Speaking of uh, podcast podcasters or whatever, Retta is going to be the star of this. She is going to be an Instagram famous book reviewer. Um, mm. Who's going to take a page from the murder mystery books she reviews and become an unlike, unlikely detective to uncover the shocking truths about an eccentric seaside town. Uh, this reteams Retta with Band Krebs, who were in charge of Good Girls. Okay, nice. We, Good Girls was a good show. I assume that this will probably be yeah. good. I'll give it a shot, but if it's not good, then I'm going to stop after three. Same. I agree with um, everything he said. Graham Yusuf has an upcoming Amazon 
animated series that pretty much sounds like Rami. Um, it's called Number One Happy Family USA. It's an exploration of the experiences of a Muslim American family that must learn how to code switch as they navigate the early 2000s, a time of fear, war, and rapid animated Rami. Boy band, <laughs> industrial comics. So animated Rami with a good cast. Okay, nice. They're, they're reviving Phineas and Ferb. Gonna be nice. I'm, ha- I'm happy. I'm happy for Dan Povemeyer. Cause he's, he's such a good guy on TikTok, and like, he really cares about the fans. He talks to people. He goes in lives. Like he supports people. And I'm glad he got this. The TikTok is why he got this because he became so popular and showed Disney that, Hey, people want Phineas and Ferb. And that they do. Uh, I'm very interested in watching the new episodes of Phineas and Ferb. Sure. Same. Mainly for Perry the Platypus. Um, yeah. Facts. <laughs> yeah, you know, what what Phineas and Ferb always reminds me of with Perry Platinum stuff is do you remember in Dexter's Lab when the monkey would have the monkey. Like, those side quests? Yep. Like that was that the was monkey, bro. The, the monkey with Dexter. the with the Justice League of the Justice Friends of America with Kronk, right. Major Glory, and Van Helsing. Like that was the best parts of Dexter for sure. I, and you can you can't tell me he wasn't inspired by that because Perry even fights with his own secret league against a fucking super genius. Like what? The only difference is that the monkey was a superhero and Perry is a spy. Yep, exactly. Well, the monkey was a superhero that worked for a spy organization. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> um, so Minx season two gets picked up by stars. Good for them. So nice. that's where the new home for Minx will be. Criminal Minds Evolution is now going to have a second go. season. I thought it was just going to be this, but I think as people Shamar Moore, bring him back for season two. It makes sense. You can't do the fucking COVID thing again. So bring back Shamar Moore and let's get it cracking. I think his show got extended again too, so I doubt it's going to happen. Fuck! Um, Fuck! <laughs> Mo is renewed for a second final season at Netflix. Let's one of my top shows of last year. This show deserved it. It's good. Netflix, you bring back all that trash. I'm so happy you brought back an actual very good show that shows the immigrant experience and it shows it from a real perspective and a perspective. Not saying that Rami is not a real perspective, but I just like how Mo tells his version better than Rami. I do. There you go. Um, that was also on your list of top movies. It was on my top shows. Of the year, so. Yeah. Uh, so two cooking news he two cooking show news pieces here next level chef comes back to fox and hulu february 12 13 nice and tournament of champions guys um guy fieri's tournament is going to be back for season four on food network on february 19 um great i would i don't want to read through all the names but you know there's going to be some great chefs on both sides can i say some of the some of the, the the uh some of the popular ones yeah like, okay, because I because I, I know some of some of the popular ones. Manit Shohan, Graham Elliott, Tobias Dorzon, uh Leah Cohen, and then on the other side, uh having Stephanie Izard, Jose Garces, mm-hmm. Jonathan Sawyer, Christian Petroni. Uh I'm just letting you know the the side with Christian Petroni and Stephanie Izard and Jose Garces, that's the side that's winning. All right. Um, Are they all yeah. on the same? No, that's the that's the tournament champions winners. Okay. No, no, oh. that's tournament champions. East East side is the top. The you're looking at, and West Coast is the bottom. Oh, so all of those people on the East, Jose yeah. Garza, Stephanie, 
Oh, the East is winning. I'm sorry. Excuse me. Because the West, I'm looking at the names. All the West has is like Kid Farm. Spoilers for people top. Spoilers for that people haven't watched Top Chef. Kelsey Bernard Clark is a Top Chef winner, and she's on that side too. She's on the East. Um, oh, bro, yes. the West is getting smoked. All the West has mm-hmm. is is fucking Jet uh, Jet Tila in fucking Viet Farm. Like I don't see any yeah, other. Man. Oh, and Elizabeth Faulkner, but I don't like how Faulkner cooks. I don't. Oh they no. Have, they have um, six. Oh, top Br- chef Brian Malarkey's kind of a baller. Yeah, Brian Malarkey, Tiffany Derry, Shirley Chung, Joe Sasto, Leanne Wong, Antonio Lafaso, and Shota Nakajima. They're all top chef alums. Now, wait, you know, Shoto? Wait. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Excuse me. Is that Shota from Top Top Chef? Yeah. Oh wait, time out, time out. I He's might fired. change my I might change my pick back to the West. Cause the fact is with Shota Viet and Jet and Leanne Wong, bro, they can make the best Asian fucking like oh shit. That's a good matchup. Never mind. I didn't know the West. I'm sorry, West. I didn't know y'all game. I'm watching this. Who are you picking? Pick right now. West or East? Who are you picking? Who am I picking right now? Yeah, right now. I need an answer. I'm probably going to pick West. You're going with the West? Okay, well, since you're going with the West, they do. The West has ballers. But since you're going with the West, I'm going to go with the East because Shota's, like, um, uh, Eastern rival is Christian Petroni and, like, Jonathan Sawyer, Stephanie Eyes. Yeah, I'm going with the East. This is going to be a great matchup. We're reviewing this. I'm excited. And so that brings us to our movie on the rise. So what were the ones that you had? It's that time of the show where we recommend one movie or TV show or multiple that's coming out this week that we think you should check out. So this week I have, hold on, let me just pull up Netflix. Or you give yours while I pull it up. All right. So like I said, that night show, people should go watch it. Just came out. Um, The Accused is going to come out at, um, at the weekend that we're recording this. So the weekend of the 20th. We will have the accused. Um, Love Island UK is out if you can stream it in the UK, uh, but it will be on Hulu January 30th. So we just want to put that out there. So if you're a Love Island fan, January 30th is when it comes on Hulu and The Bachelor comes on Monday. Nice. Okay. So I have Koala Man on Hulu, which is a great animated show. I also have HBO Max is it has out, is it some- out now. What, Koala Man? Yeah. Yeah, Koala Man's out. Yeah. You you can watch yes. it tonight. Okay. Yeah, so Koala Man, that's number one. Um, Also coming out this week, which I think it'll be out by the time you guys hear this, because it's it plays on Adult Swim, and then the next day it's on HBO Max. But YOLO Crystal Fantasy uh, with the Australian girls, uh, basically the same people who made... Uh, who made uh Koala Man? It's the it's literally the same people. So season two drops. Hold on, let me tell you when it drops because it's, it's this week. Season two, here we go. Yolo Crystal Fantasy. It debuts um January fifteenth. So it's out now. So it'll be out by the time you guys hear this this Friday on uh HBO Max. And then from Netflix, I have a, some Netflix show, Junji Ito's Tales of the Japanese Macabre. If you want some crazy 
horror animation, bruh, this shit is nuts. Like, that's like one of the best animated things I've I've seen in a hot minute. It looks fucking incredible. So that's out on Netflix, as well as the final thing I have coming this week is the second season of Record of Ragnarok, which is another anime, which is about uh, humans versus gods. It's literally a big tournament where the gods yeah, battle the humans. Yeah, Record of Ragnarok. I got his back when? Yeah, this week. Yeah. Uh, hold on, I'll tell you. Give me. I just closed my my Netflix. I'm, I'm looking at it right now. January it 26th. drops. Wait, January twenty sixth. Correct. Why does that say coming this week? That's oh, so that's, that's next week. week. Oh, so that'll be my movie on the rise week for next week. Now. I'm sorry, everybody. Fucking coming this week means this week, Schubert. It should mean Netflix got to change that. It don't mean a week from now. It means the week of. Fucking the 15th through the 21st. If something don't drop on 15th, 21st, it should be coming next week. That's stupid. <laughs> I'm for that. There's a lot of TV coming out now. Yeah. Yeah, there's a, a lot of good TV. Watch. Facts. We're not talking about Milk Manor, but, but I will say, Lyndon. <laughs> Did you watch it? When we talked about it the other day, and you were telling me that people were like, oh, this is fucked up, blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, these people are just prudes. Like, who says these mothers can't like, mm-hmm. pick up with like these other dudes? Just because their son's there, blah blah blah. But when I saw one of the competitions where they had to be blindfolded and they had to touch everyone's chest or whatever, and they had to figure out which one was their son, like, no, that's weird. It's too weird. <laughs> Yo, that's not so. That's why the Fox News people were going crazy. <laughs> it also tells you that they watched enough of it. Yo, yeah, facts, facts. <laughs> Me and you gotta watch it. We're not gonna talk about it this week. I'm gonna watch it, so we gotta talk about it next week. Also, oh, Your Honor, that's what I had on Movie on the Rise because Your Honor's out now. Our show. Yeah. So we'll, we'll talk about the first two episodes next week. First episode was pretty rocking. Not gonna lie. It was good. Oh, you watched it? You fucking asshole. I watch it. <laughs> Damn it. Fuck. Also, real quick, White Lotus season one? Yo, fuck Steven. Uh, I mean, I'm not Steven. Shane. Fucking Shane. <laughs> Wait, do, looks, do, you, the, do you want to spoil your honor or whatever? Yeah, go ahead. Tell one me, go thing ahead. That's, wow. Yo, go ahead. What's his face? Hunter Duhon's character, the judge's son, Adam. Yo, he, he, he impregnated that gangster girl. Dude's daughter. And he's he's dead. He's in jail, huh? Oh no, is he dead? He's dead. Yeah, he's dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So is the judge? Is the judge? Is the judge judging still? I won't tell you all that. I just want to tell you that, like, nah, is he a judge? I'm gonna watch it. You know, I'm gonna watch. Is he a judge still? No, he's in jail. The the judge? Not for why you think. Yeah. Damn. Okay, I gotta watch it. Why you think? Okay, so I guess he'll get out and he's not going to be a judge. He'll be a lawyer. Okay. Oh, he might not be any of that. Okay, real. Damn, shit's going down. Okay, I'm hyped. All right, what you want to talk about first? Uh, I mean, I guess, what, just Kaleidoscope? What else did we... Oh, no, no. Uh, Last of Us? Which one you want to talk Kaleidos- about first? Kaleidoscope, we, we can talk about. So how did you feel about the end of Kaleidoscope? Oh, I, I, look, I liked it. I thought it was, I thought it was a solid ending. I thought uh, the time-hopping structure stuff was dope. 
uh, uh, Roger, see, uh, 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 Roger, whatever, uh, the fucking rich dude, he, what a fuck. He was just a fuck. But I think the, the me, the ending isn't really what made it fun for me. It was the shit leading up to it, like learning about how Leo and that dude were in jail, how they broke out, how they used shrooms to get out, how that girl and, and Leo were, that girl was using that, that dude for fucking like saying she was going to be with him so he would get, let her help her get money, but she was really messing with Captain Boomerang. The fact that Leo's daughter was working for uh Rod, that fucking Roger dude, and he knew Roger knew that that was Leo's daughter and, and that he was fucking over Leo. What a fuck. Right. But yeah, the daughter ends up getting it all at the end. So good for her. True. True, 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 true. When the heist happened and I saw her and her like sister or whatever stealing all that money, I was like, shit. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that's wild. <laughs> um, I mean, it was, it was, because like, because the episode great. before is when you go like, six months ahead yeah and that was i was wondering i was like why are they like so hurt for cash and they successfully pull off the heist and then mm-hmm. Wait, did leo die in pink yeah so so okay by the son but the they didn't show it though he ripped off yeah, they oh they oh oh we just heard it no i showed it I might have fell asleep. Uh, but okay, so yeah, I knew he died. Okay, yeah, like, and that shit was crazy. But you're supposed to. That's okay. So I, I thought so. It, it, it is ambiguous. It's not just like we just see him bleeding out on the ground. No, but you okay. see yeah. boy come up behind him with a gun. Like he, he's dead, and the, the show's not getting picked up again because his character's gonna die anyway. Even. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Look, I mean, look. The thing is. The, the guy was doing basically what Leo did to his, like he was getting revenge for his dad. Right. Like he put his dad it's in jail. So it's a vicious circle. Exactly. So wait, 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 explain to me why that dude went to jail. Why uh, the guy, the bad guy. Roger Cephas. Yeah. Roger Cephas or Roger Silas, whatever his name is. Um, I think they found that he was scamming somehow. Okay, real. And that, real, and, like real. They, and the cops, FBI, or ever found out his true identity. So, yeah, and how how he used to work with Leo Pap and shit. Right. Yeah, what a fucker! Like, and he was really a bad dude. Yeah, he was a pretty bad dude for sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, but so at least at least the daughter survived. Yeah. And at the end of the day, like everything that we watched up into the heist was good. I feel like the extra episode was just not even worth it at that point because we already knew what happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to see what happened with the heist. I agree with you. And the heist was the fact that they used a fucking uh a fucking hurricane to to set off the heist, that's pretty fire. <laughs> it was pretty fire. Like the flood and all that, the bees, it was all pretty cool. <laughs> but I'm I'm just happy that Hannah and her sister ended up with the money, right? Um, and at the end of the day, when you're talking about what the experiment that Netflix put out, I think it was a good one. Obviously, we watched it one specific way. I'm sure other people mm-hmm. watched it different ways. They have different opinions, but at least the way that we watched, it, I feel like it was, it was good, cohesive, yeah, way to do so. Um, I thought it was a solid show. 
Good. No, I agree. Like we said, we talked about this off air. I told you I was like, and you said it perfect. You were like the, the way you said it solid worked. And you told me you were like, this won't end up on our top 10 list. But like I said, this will be like 25 through 15. It could fall anywhere from 25 to 15. It was a good show, but it's not game changing. It's not like monumental, crazy. Also, did Boomerang end up with any money? Not he's died. Okay, thought so. Dead. Uh, fucking did the girl end up with any money? Yes. Okay, she did. And 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 the fucking other guy, did he end up with any money? No. No, thought so. Thought so. Okay. And the girl found the money and ran. Yeah, figure. Okay. Even all that much. Like yeah. 2000. She fucked that guy. Yeah. Like she honestly, was big, she was the biggest. And she killed Archer. So. Yeah, bro. Honestly, fucking the guy got done. The, the dude who's in jail with Leo got done the worst. Yeah. Right. Like, besides, <laughs> not, besides being dead. Yeah. Like, that's the, he's the only one who's not dead besides the girl. So. But like still, like even though Boomerang and all those other people died, like he got lied to by that girl the whole time. From, yes. from jail to thing. even out of jail. Exactly. She was a scammer. And I see why you, when I told you I liked her, you were like, wait till you see. Big scammer. Big scammer. And fuck that FBI lady. Yeah, she's also the worst. <laughs> like, she's also she sucked. Dead. Yeah, she is dead. I was, I was happy when she died. She I was happy when she yeah. died. Traitor yeah, ass. That shit... When uh, they got her tagged with the drug so that she can see her kidding, where I was like, that's hard. <laughs> I was like, I was like damn. You got, you got played real bad. These dudes are dirty, boy. Like, I ain't never seen no shit like that before. <laughs> I was like, ooh, gosh, she got her. Yeah, he, yep, facts. Right. Kaleidoscope was dope, but like you said, the Shroom episode, probably the best episode. Yeah, one of the best episodes was the shrooms in, in the prison. That was pretty cool. But like, bro, come on, let's be real. He wouldn't have broke out in real life like that. Like, that was a horrible, that was a horrible getaway thing. <laughs> he would have made noise in that car. Yeah, bro, he they basically used the it's when when I saw him cut out, I was like, oh, this nigga Frank. <laughs> yeah. Inside yeah, yeah. the sofa. <laughs> so yeah that, that's kaleidoscope um but monster i watched up to the 10th episode okay what'd you think because um, i didn't know uh, you were gonna I'm get to 10 right now okay well look let's talk about it uh, next I'm week in- i'll watch up to 10 because I, I need to refresh more than that oh okay well then I'll, I'll watch up to 20 i'll watch up to 20 i'll be i just need to refresh i know what happens i just don't want to spoil anything because i don't know exactly where you are Try to get to twenty. I may not get to twenty, so we'll probably end up meeting somewhere in the middle. All right. Well, either way, I'll get to I'll get to twenty, and it'll work. But Last of Us, yeah, I mean, have you one? seen this before? Yeah, I've, I've read Monster and seen it. Well, yeah. So where I'm up to is he just got trained by the military guy who has a little Asian girl with him. Ah, uh, ten mo- ten, uh, so ten mo- little, Ten was getting trained. Yeah. Yeah, bro, he has to. He he has to figure a way to survive. Like his whole life is fucked. Because everyone yeah. thinks he's a murderer. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, he should have just been nice to the, his ex fiance. <laughs> Fuck that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> are you loving this show now like once you figured out like the fucking shit about johan every everything is just going zoom yeah this is really easy to watch it's real quick mm-hmm. it was just the, it was just those beginning episodes that were boring but once you got past that super easy because well, yeah, it was like a- I was like, I'm not watching an anime doctor drama. I'm sorry. <laughs> I told, I wouldn't have made you watch no doctor drama. It's a murder mystery. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so Last of Us, the movie, pretty much. It was it was great. Like, look, I I played the game and everything. I thought the way that they're making subtle changes to the game. For example, when when you're escaping with the brother and his child and they're driving away. In the game, it's a car that explodes. The fact that they brought a plane down and made it explode made it feel so much more real. And I love how they started it by explaining the fungi thing because it sets up for how fucking shitty this is about to be. Yeah, it gives you perspective on like what is happening pretty much. Like yep. Because like in the way that the rest of the episode played out you don't really get an explanation of what's happening to people so that that first little bit is just like the explanation and it's pretty scary honestly yeah it's terrifying and and like it does and when you hear the explanation and then you're in the house with the daughter and that old lady just starts clicking i'm like ah i'm like oh that old lady about to eat everybody but if you didn't know the game like my girlfriend she was like what's wrong with that lady why is she wigging out and I was like, oh, y'all are about to find out. But you hit a click. Anytime you hit a click, that's them fucking monsters. <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't played the game before, so I was... Did you, I did you, when you was going to die. So When you saw the old the woman, did you think she was about to turn? Or did you? were you just like, why is she freaking out? Well, the whole time I'm, I'm with Sarah, I'm like, okay, Sarah's going to die at some point. How is she going to die? And so mm-hmm. I didn't know that she got killed by a, a soldier. By I the police. By, oh, by the military, so, yeah. So, like, when... um. The old lady's cooking back there. I'm like, oh, here, here goes Sarah's dead now. <laughs> it just it, it makes for the story even Buddy sadder Gary because Buddy Garrity had to die. Mm-hmm. But it makes it sadder because Joel was a military man and like he put his faith in that, and that's how he killed his daughter. Like, fuck. Right. Anything else you got? Conversation. That was a conversation on a lot of like the Post pod, the podcast that I've been watching that haven't played the game, they weren't mm-hmm. sure if like that veteran sticker was supposed to be Joel or Tommy. It's okay. it's Joel's, yeah, it's Joel's, yeah, for sure. And uh, but Tommy's a fuck. <laughs> Is he? Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna learn more about Tommy as we go on. Tommy's a little shit. But I loved how uh, after all of that, when you go 20 years in the future, you just you see how bad it is by showing that little kid just stumble. And it's just like, bro, this place is desecrated. Right. Like, you do a good job of explaining like, like how people get turned, like different parts mm-hmm. of their bodies going to make it go faster. And the thing or... is, it's not like zombies where once they like. Turn, like they 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 move slow and they're decrepit and like zombies can like die off eventually like no these things live for a fucking long time and unless you kill them they're just hiving there right yeah they're just fungus they're just like they're living mm-hmm. to live they don't no other purpose but to live in it and reproduce pretty much yeah man Oof. anything else you got on the first episode um 
you know, Tess was, I didn't know that Tess was a person. I don't know how long she lasts, but I didn't know that she was involved. And, but I like the actresses playing her. And, um, I didn't know that there was an organization called the Fireflies or whatever. So that's been yep. interesting as a group forward and then bella ramsey's doing well uh, i'm just i'm ready to start seeing the joel and ellie stuff i think this was a good introduction and i'm glad they took the time to go 90 minutes and like take they had to see you know, give us i'm glad they and really exactly because it does in the game you you start off with joel and ellie and they explain sarah as you go along but for it to really impact you as a TV watcher when it's just joel and ellie by itself you got to always think in the back of your mind damn he used to have a daughter and he's he's dealing with that with Ellie, and it, it's going to make it more powerful come episode two. Because I think episode two is when we're going to get into all right. It's time for the Joel and Ellie adventure, right? So that's and we saw Joel just like flip out at the end, and so and mm-hmm. Ellie really liking it. So I think that that's going to be an interesting dynamic where Joel's going to be wanting to protect the daughter that he had lost. And mm-hmm. Bella Ramsey's character is like, well, I want him to tap into his like killer mindset. Yeah, because we be need like that. Sarah, where Sarah's like, like why'd you kill that, that Buddy Garrity? Yeah, and, um, Buddy Garrity had to go, bro. <laughs> Buddy Garrity had to get fucked. <laughs> um, yeah, I think this is going to be a big time hit show. The next episode. Oh, yeah, it worked. And the episode after that is going to be an hour 15. So This show's going to be, be probably... It's going to be up for HBO's best of the year. Like, it will be. It's possible. I think HBO's got some more stuff coming out. Well, Succession, Succession's going to be probably, like, the top dog. But in terms of, like, action shows, it's going to be probably number one. Or if not number one, top five. Yeah. So, I think it's really cool, and I'm excited to see more of it. I'm glad that I don't have the game perspective. So, I'm not, like looking to seeing what's different or what's mm-hmm. anything like that. So um I'm ready. I just I'm like the little more. subtleties. I'm that's what I'm gonna look for in episode two. Because the plane was one. There was the 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 restructuring of how they tell it is another one. I'm gonna look for more differences from game to uh movie. But the shots like some of the scenes are beat for beat from the game. Like they did a phenomenal job and people were saying like oh, this isn't the best video game adaptation because, and they brought up some of like the animated stuff. Look, when people talk about video game adaptations, we're obviously not talking about animated stuff. The only one you can say is Scott Pilgrim, but that was a comic first. In terms of live action, this is the best live action adaptation of a video game thing yet. Yeah, I did go back after the first episode and watch the sequence on YouTube of what the game like mm-hmm. how would the game pretty much the whole the whole thing of, of how it's represented in the game and yeah you're right they're like shots that are literally the exact same beat beat. just tweet like a little bit yeah a little bit i mean sarah's wearing the same stuff and like the, just the dates are fixed on so mm-hmm. it's like pretty wild how they how well they did that yeah and no, they killed also it. added to it to help like i said like the plane the fact that that the, it it made it more cinematic exactly Right. Um, see, I was one thing I was interested about within the two that I, I was like, oh, this is definitely in the game, but it wasn't. Was when like the car separates Tommy and Joel, and like Joel yes, has that to, wasn't like, go on his own. That that wasn't in it, and I was surprised because mm-hmm. it seemed like a level. See, exactly, it seemed like a, a 
when when I watched that, I was like, damn, that wasn't in the game. But this seems very, very video gamey because he looks through the hole and he's like, don't worry, I'll meet you around. And that's in the game where you separate and go your own way. I thought the same exact thing. I was like, this this wasn't the game, but this probably should have been. <laughs> but yeah, that's about it for Last of Us. I mean, we'll keep Dope. up with it as it goes. I mean, we're not the we're not one of the Last of Us podcasts that's gonna go through every second of it. No, no, we're just gonna give our thoughts on each episode weekly. Like that's about it. The thing we're gonna deep dive though is your honor. <laughs> yes, yes, we will deep dive your honor, especially because it's wild. Yeah, I'm hyped. I'm excited. Yeah, so we'll talk about all that stuff as we get closer to it. I'm interested, and if we're, if you and Curse are gonna watch Love Island when it comes out on the thirtieth. Oh, it does. Oh, yeah, we'll watch it. UK. Yeah, UK. Oh, yeah, you know now in the UK, it's already started. So okay, but it won't start on Hulu until the thirtieth. Oh, well, we, you know, we'll watch it as long as it's not the Americans. I don't fuck with American Love yeah, Island, but UK, I'll watch. <laughs> All right, but um, that wraps up everything up for this episode of the Bros Revenge Podcast. Lyndon, let everyone know what's going on with the network again. Like I said at the start, we got a lot of stuff coming this week. Well, out at the network. The Bros Revenge Podcast is out now. Uh, there's a bunch of anime content on youtube an interview with dan exclaims on youtube uh we'll also have our interview with jalen quinn dropping if not later this week it'll be on next week's bros who think podcast we also have run it back coming and mong and oh a new anime talk dropping on tuesday and manga melee dropping this wednesday as well as some one piece reviews but just follow us on twitter at bros who think or follow me at lynblbt to stay up to date um so follow me on Twitter at Adam or Shoes BWT. Shoes BWT is right there. I got it for you. It's in the video. It's, <laughs> it's in the video. And then uh, Adam BWT is the TikTok. One that I did notice on your TikTok that you didn't know who BJ Novak was. So shame. Shame on okay, you. Hey, look, look, look. I couldn't think of his fucking name. It was bugging me. I was like, Ryan from the office. I'm not counting that as a loss because I know who he is. But the one that got me that really, really got me is the fact that I couldn't remember Aaron Paul's last name, bro. I just was like, Aaron, Aaron, what Aaron, what? And I was like, what is fucking Jesse's last name? And that pissed me off that I couldn't get Jesse's last name. Yeah. It, it does get hard sometimes. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's, that's everything with us this week. Make sure you catch everything going on with the network and stay tuned for old things that we've been talking about because there's a lot out right now it's getting really peak tv at the moment like yes. i didn't think that it was going to get this heavy this early but we're about to have so much um even before the mandalorian gets going in march uh, so tune in again with us next week i hope everyone out there stay safe and as always keep binging